Hey, party people, have you joined our Discord server yet? You can meet fellow party people and interact with our cast and crew to talk about all things Encounter Party, both this first Ravnica campaign and our new campaign, which is a television show available on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel. To learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com or check the links in the show notes. Now, enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, our show features very strong language and graphic depictions of violence, so listener discretion is advised. This week on Encounter Party! Trapped within a quarantine, our players discover that the villainous Malthus Reed was in fact a member of the Izzet Guild. However, his plans are still unknown as our players turn their focus to the enigmatic Mr. Alfonso III. Strapped for cash, they enter his tenuous employment. But will it turn out to be more pain than profit? Find out this week on Encounter Party! The night is dark, and the hour is late. You are roused from your beds by a very paranoid Lennox Brightburn, Lorzach. As you have snuck out into the main living room, you see that Mr. Alfonso's bedroom door, one you explicitly heard him lock, is now wide open. Floating above him is a tall, vampiric creature siphoning the poor man's mind. What the fuck is that? Well, you don't see this here. I know, He's but I just saw the description. He's the only one who like sees that's... this. And Aeolin's going to very quietly signal that everyone close on his position as fast as they can. Loudly or quietly? Quietly. Should we sneak? Do they need to roll for stealth? I'm not good at yes. sneaking. Yes! <laughs> yes, 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 Everybody do it. When I do roll? roll? 18. 17. 4. I guess 4 with my, yeah. Yeah, with my modifier. I believe technically it is a group majority. And therefore, because Lorzach also passed on his sneak roll, I will say you successfully. <gasps> you guys sort of Marx Brothers just boop, boop, boop. Like, and I, step, and I say, unhand him. And oh, I take right. out my mace. All right, roll initiative. Let's roll initiative. This floating thing, humanoid person, as soon as Lettix utters his boastful claim of get away from her, you bitch. Yes. It turns to the door and faces you and just gives a loud <laughs> and will be surprised up until its turn. Xenia, please go first. Uh, I cast Firebolt. <laughs> Seven. You do have options. Oh, oh, uh, To but roll with advantage. I, uh, now? Okay, sure. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you will, you, you, you will immediately roll on wild magic. I'm just... I'm just the devil in your ear. Just be worried. There's a dude we'd like to not die dude. directly. <laughs> we gotta go all out. This I just wanna be clear. There's a guy we're supposed to save. If he now, dies, all right, yeah, it could let's be bad. do it. Yeah, okay. I wanna, okay. Please roll another d20 and let's see if you actually get this attack Fuck off. My soul, Herc was on a roll. It's a three. It's another three. Oh no. You put just a little bit of extra effort into it. What I need you to do is I need you to roll a D100. Okay. Uh, 36. 36. Why are you making that face? Oh, Xenia. Yes. Please roll a D10. Okay. One. Very disappointingly and kind of ineffectually, for whatever reason, you feel yourself one year younger. <laughs> She doesn't comment on it, but she's so upset because <laughs> she's just reached adulthood. Right, right. And not only that, but just a little bit of experience is gone and you just feel like, ah, an older me would have landed that. Ficaro. Yeah. How old are you? She was 41. No, okay. she's 40. 12. Which, no. for, which for Vidalkin is very young. Is very young. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and charge at the vampire, hit it with my maces, hopefully. 
And that is going to be an 11 and an 18. Um, the 18 is a definite yes. The 11 is not. Okay. All right. So, so swing away. That is going to be a 10 damage. Maximum wow. damage. 10 damage. Correct. Um, it seems like super motherfucking perturbed. It's like, who are you? Where the fuck did you come from? I thought you were all asleep. And ow. <laughs> Perix. So, uh, around my neck on this seaweed and kelp rope is this crystal, and I take it in my hand, and through the translucence of my skin, you can see it start to glow this light blue which permeates throughout my body, and I latch my eyes right onto the vampiric creature, and I cast Witch Bolt directly at it. Witch Bolt is hitting at a 24. You son of a bitch. Yes! Yeah, it hit. Yeah, it hits. Okay, so it is a... 17 points of damage. Yeah, it's like, ow. Jesus, you guys hit hard now. (laughs) So you are connected. Now, this thing makes an immediate sort of scowl of rage at you with this, and then spins around with its cloak and seemingly disappears. However, you immediately know where it is because you're still tethered to it, and it has appeared behind all of you into the large communal room. Everyone around and help, because I'm in the back. What does happen, surprisingly, is the front door to the penthouse suddenly bursts open. And what I mean burst open, I mean breaks off of its hinges. And there at the entrance, for those of you who are not inside the private quarters, i.e. everyone but Fikara, you can see the two elvish twin concierges from down, except for the fact that they now look exactly like what happened to Rufir's former security team. And they are feral, black-clawed, black-eyed, and are moving to attack. They have an incredible far movement. So the sort of telling thing about this, Parax, is they immediately bust in the door and immediately lock eyes on you and immediately fly over the railing, specifically trying to maul you and only you. Yep. They are both going to attack you. Yep. Only you. Uh, one is a 10, one is a 16. So then, oof, I don't have a lot. I have some hit points and there's no way for me to tell how hard they hit. Cause I can break this witch pole and I can take shield and I will be fine. But then we will not know where the invisible thing is. If you, you, oh no, he's appeared. Oh, okay. I don't think it breaks your concentration. I think it just happens automatically. Oh, dope. Well then I'm casting the got a shield. So with shield, they do not hit. Okay. I take Uh, up my other arm and a a round disc of outerly invisible light comes up and I block whatever's coming my way. Great. Um, You have now spent your reaction for the round, but they very clearly- But shield is active till the next time I play. Correct, 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 correct. But it is telling that both of these things came out of nowhere. They weren't looking like this when you were downstairs a little while ago. And now, Ned, they only seem to be focused on you. Great. Um, Eddie, you're up. My turn? Yes, sir. So as you quickly turn around, you see that those two twin elf concierges from downstairs are now feral humanoids sometime between the time you got up here and went to bed, and they are defending that large vampiric creature. I cast Shield of Faith and attack the elf next to me with my mace. Well, you gotta have faith. Roll some damage, please. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. God, what up, plus, Lennox? Plus what? Three. Plus three. Ooh, 14. Oh, my God. Uh, so you dome this thing pretty good. Which thing did you hit? One the of the right elves. In front of you. Thanks, man. No problem. Really appreciate. Lorzach, welcome to the party. All right. As an action, Lorzach is going to awaken the spores in his body. As a bonus action, he holds up two empty hands, cups one over the other, and spreads it out in a straight line, and a scimitar of flame appears in his empty hand. He draws his dagger, and he walks up to the two ghouls that are attacking his Semic compatriot. Yes. End of turn. Fikara. Yes. How many hit points do you have? 27. Whoa. Minotaur, and I rolled sick. 27? Yes. Great. Appearing directly in front of you, out of thin air, appears a small, dark-skinned woman in a full black hood and cloak. And she just looks at you and goes, sleep. (gasps) Oh. And you fall asleep. You 
bitch! Can't talk, you're asleep. And you can't what? defend sleep. Sleep spell. Really? So as long, as long as it rolls enough points, it spends a point per hit point, and if it has enough points to buy your hit points, you just fall asleep. Someone has to wake you up. <laughs> I almost took that spell. Yeah, didn't do is, it. So she's asleep spell. in the room behind you, and and you guys are focused where you're focused. Although Xenia probably would have seen her drop. Yeah, I didn't see this. They're elves, yo. No, is the only one who possibly would have seen this. Bitch move, Brian. Yes, Xenia, would you please make a would you please make a charisma saving throw? Yeah. Ten. You hear a voice pop up in your ear, and it just says, "Leave." And you now feel like the best thing for you to do is just walk out the room. What originates this attack? Um, you cannot hear it. Is it physically in the room? Is it physically in the room? Maybe. For what you know, because it is now Xenia's turn, you may still act, but your move must be, it seems like a pretty good idea no matter what happens between now and there. I should walk out of the room. You have a long way to go. I do, <laughs> is, I do have some time. It is sort of a big roundabout Is action. it this way? Yep. Fantastic. So you move your max speed in the shortest way towards the door, which would be around that table around the backside. You may still take actions. Okay. But all of you kind of see Xenia just sort of tiptoe around, and it's clear like she's making her way towards the door. Um. It's been lovely meeting you all, uh, but I do have places to go. But on my way, I would love to uh, send a little help. I'd like to cast um, Shatter, but I'd like to cast it as a careful spell, because some of you I like. So I'm going <laughs> to spend one sorcery point, and I'm going to protect you three in the same room with me. Come on, girl. You can do it. Yay! Yes. Finally. At 20, unnatural. I think that's good enough to not need a... Wild magic. What does that do for us? A sudden loud ringing noise, painfully intense, erupts from a point of my choice within range. This beauty right here. Uh, She takes three D8, but everyone in that 10 radius sphere needs to make a constitution saving throw, but I can protect you guys from the spell's full force. What's the radius? We still have to do it though. Um, it's 10 feet radius, you, 10 foot radius you said? 10 foot radius. Oh, uh, yeah, so I think you guys are actually. Yeah, we'd be good in that scenario. Well, are you well, in a 10 foot radius be. from? Yeah. Ned, you are not, I'm you okay. are within. So you said it's a constitution you... save? Yes. I'm fine, but this, this, but this guy guy's not. That's correct. Like a constitution saving throw as well. So the, yeah, that's got a constitution. What do I have to beat for the um, con? Uh, 13. Did not. Um, he gets a 13 exactly. Okay, so they each get seven damage. Okay. That includes me, since I did not save. Uh, no, because I used my careful spell. Okay. So you take no damage or half damage? Uh, you succeed on your saving throw against the spell. Great. Yeah. Oh. Dope talk. Okie dokie. Seven damage. Um, <clears throat> Xenia gets very, very small inside her giant six-foot frame and starts focusing intently, and she starts shaking and shaking, and she sends her hands out, and thunder erupts from the center of the vampire, also striking this motherfucker right here. And not not you, because she likes you, and then she she sets her sight on the door. Um, Perix. Okay, so given the situation I'm in right now, I yes. believe it is in my best interest to let Witchbolt go. I okay. say this because I can hit all three of them for a good amount of damage if I let this go. So Witchbolt is released. Okay. Uh, the color of my skin seems to change from an emanating blue to an emanating green, and my hands start to boil. I mean, just just heat emanates from my hands as I throw boiling water using her burning hands directly at all three of them, which is a 15-foot cone, but I'm aiming it so that the edge of the cone is not Xenia. Okay. Gracias. Yeah, no, no worries. So, you, oh wait, I don't cast anything. It's no. a save. We make saves and we take full or half damage. Yes. Okay, what is our target number? 13. So the vampire does not save, and the two elves, one of them does. So the one that is in the middle, okay. the elf twin that is in the middle of the pack does save. The uh, other twin and the vampire do not save. Okay, and you are taking 14 points of damage each, or mother. seven for the non-save. Mother heifer. <laughs> Did you just say mother heifer? Nope. No. But that's great. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> 
The vampire, now sprayed with acid, is immediately regretting whether or not this was a good idea in the first place. One of the two feral elf twins has finally reached its limit and falls down dead to the floor. The other twin, conscious enough to realize what has happened, seems to get a little angrier. The vampire, who is very keen on doing a lot of very terrible mental tricks to you, decides that I think it's time to leave, moves towards the window, flaps its cape, and smashes open the window with just enough room left in his movement to float outside. The remaining feral elf that is alive, Parix, has grown even more enraged at your audacity and makes a daring strike against you. It also makes a constitution constitution saving throw. Fifteen. Yeah, it saves. Oh, damn. <laughs> Still, though. <laughs> but it will strike twice, isn't it? Uh, both are a seven. Great. I do not cast shield. <laughs> um, so it misses. Lennox, you are up. I'm tired of these motherfucking vampires. In this motherfucking In this penthouse? motherfucking penthouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You will not escape justice. And I reach out my hand and cast hold person on the vampire. And what is the saving throw? 13. That would be an 11. <laughs> so paralysis is paralyzed, right? Yes. Shit. So uh, paralysis sets in on this vampire floating outside the window who is like, this sucked, I'm out of here. Suddenly its whole body stiffens. It loses its ability of flight. And you just see this pale blue figure plummet <laughs> out of your sight. And after a brief four seconds, you do hear a very faint splat. There is no escaping justice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Lorzach, you are up. Lorzach approaches the elf ghoul and strikes with his flaming sword. <laughs> And will hit with a 23. Oh, how does this happen? Lorzach twists his flaming sword and shoves it into the chest cavity of the elf and pulls up, bisecting it from its sternum through its cranium and flicks flaming viscera off of his blade and watches a vampire plummet to the ground outside the window. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so several dispatched. But none of us know about the one in the room. So, Where's the cow? Well, uh, what is happening is she's getting stabbity stab stabbed <gasps> as she is prone on the ground. Whatever that black cloaked figure was that you can't even see because you're asleep, you Does are- Does this count as a short rest? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very short rest. You do wake up as you feel two daggers <sighs> just sort of stab into holes in your armor. Oh, rude. Each attack gets advantage. That's a 18 mm. and a 17. Mm. Are they both hit? Yeah. Okay, so you will take four and then another four piercing damage. Okie dokie. Lennox, how many hit points do you possess? 24. You possess 24 hit points, which is less than Fikara's. You hear a sound as a cloaked figure appears in front of you and just sleep. And you just very quietly drift to sleep. It appears in front of him? As another creature appears. Dang, motherfucker. So you guys see a cloaked, smallish figure with daggers hunched over, very spy-like, who has just put one of your members to sleep. I call shenanigans. And you also do not know where the cow is. I have this one. I'm a minotaur. I said, where's the cow? Oh, well, actually, no. (laughs) You probably would have screamed out in pain, so by now you have heard that something is going on in the other room. Xenia. So Xenia still feels the desire to leave, so she goes, peace out, buddies. And uh, she starts making her way to the door again, humming to herself, dun, 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 dun. And on the way, she casts Dancing Lights and uh, creates it as a humanoid figure. Uh, So Frank appears next to her, and she's just kind of dancing along as she makes her way out the room. Um, Fikara, you are prone underneath this cloaked figure that is on top of you, stabbing you repeatedly with two very small knives. Okay. I'm awake now, right? 
because stabbing hurts. Yes, you're very okay. much awakened to the fact of knives <laughs> stabbing you Sorry, I'm, in I'm just, the armpits. I'm just so used to being Wait, unconscious during armpits. combat now. Well, that's where you go in armor because that's one of the weak spots. Right. There's oh, nothing protecting. There's, yeah. no, there's no armor in the Generally armpits. Generally hurts everywhere. Yeah. True, it's but that's just, a sensitive place. Yeah, it is. And I'm not very happy about it. I am going to vicious mockery and just be like, you call those knives. And uh, it's a wisdom save of 13. Yes. Wisdom save of yes. 13. Oh, Uh They only roll an eight. Ooh. Cool. Yes. I'm, don't touch my dice anymore, Landry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That wasn't her fault. I used them. Oh. oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have the... Melt it. <laughs> yes, we, we bid a fond farewell to this useless piece of plastic. <laughs> okay, they will take two, and I believe that's psychic? Yeah, two psychic damage. And then I will reach around and whack them with my mace and also Sound stick. My boomstick. It is a boomstick. I hit them with my boomstick. And that will be a 13. A 13 will hit. Fantastic. Yeah. And then they will take a total of six damage. They take nice. six damage. Yes. And... Can I get up as a bonus action? That was your bonus action. That was your bonus action. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you used your bonus action to Vicious Mockery, so okay. you are still remaining on the ground. Gotcha. Um, Perix. Uh, I am- A new challenger approaches. Yes. So I'm going to turn around, and the uh, the glow within the crystal goes back from its previous green back to blue. And I extend my hand, and a bolt flies out as which bolt flies at the new challenger. Okay. The saving throw is what? It's not a saving oh, throw. Oh, it is not a saving throw. It's an attack throw. 19. A 19 will hit. Okay. Uh, where's my Whenever screen? these things take damage, it's almost sort of pathetically human. Uh, that is 15 points of damage. Oh, mother Shambhala. Oh, wait. I'm so sorry. It's not. It was a level one cast, not a two. So it's a six points of damage. Thank you. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> it's like, whoa. If I got the second die, it was <laughs> No. <laughs> but I didn't get the second die. Uh, okay, well, both of those things are dead. So, Lennox, you are up. I am snoring. Very yes, sweet. you are snoring. <laughs> you see your friend snoring. Lorzatch. Wait, both of what? Oh, never Lorzatch will approach the vampiric thrall, question mark, and will strike with a flaming blade. Oh, yeah. Whatever that high one is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing numbers that are higher than its armor class before you've even done stuff. Ooh. Oh, mother. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. Lord, is that just a badass? Yeah. 23 damage. 20, oh my yes. God. So as this thing appears out of nowhere and just sort of discerns that perhaps the law mage that just killed this vampire outside is the primary target. And no sooner does it get to just sleep when Lorzash sort of leaps across the room with this weapon and just nearly eviscerates whoever this smaller human is, just absolutely wrecking his night. Holy cow. That is a lot of damage. Still alive. Does a 20 hit? Yes. Then there's also. Oh, no. <laughs> there's more. Four damage. Oh, God. Yes. Is it a particular type of damage? Uh, slashing and poison. Slashing and poison. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. It'll be a quick night tonight, folks. Um, still alive. However, it will begin its turn within your spore range, correct? And it will make a it constitution. We're <laughs> making a sound bite for it. I just want to be clear. <laughs> It's just going to be me going. <laughs> that would be a natural one. How much more damage does he take? Fuck your couch. That's another one under there. Two necrotic damage. <laughs> Better than none. Yeah. So just for clarification, within one person's action, it has taken 29 damage. He's still alive. But mother heifer. So after 29 points of damage, as you've backed it into a corner, absolutely lit up its night. Um, this small human that you can see is a male kind of looks up to you frighteningly, sticks his hands up and asks you very politely to make a constitution saving throw. Six. It looks to you and it says, please stop. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to help you. And it is very clear that this is evident to it so for your all your in as far as you can tell this thing has only put your friend to sleep and it is not here to hurt you it is your friend top of the order Zenya. so well i'm do 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 do
For the audience, Xenia is just calmly walking out of the apartment. As soon as you leave, as soon as you as soon as you step outside the door, you're like, why did I come out here? There's a fight going on in there. <laughs> and here, so that will be your turn, but you just kind of exit the front door like, what am I doing out here? <laughs> Did I leave the and your, stove on? And your suggestion is no longer present. So the other humanoid is going to attack Fakara. As you are still on the ground, a 20, a non-natural 20, and an 8, which I'm assuming does not hit. Yeah, the 20 will hit, though. Yes. And you will take three points of piercing damage. Okay. I mean, not okay, and, but... Uh, and suddenly... This thing that was on top of you yeah. after getting rocked in the face by a mace. Right. And kind of doing minimal amount of stabby damage to which it was kind of mocked for. Yeah. Its cloak kind of swirls around it into a little pocket and it disappears. No! Those of you outside the room suddenly see another one of these figures appear and looks like they're trying to make towards the door. Xenia, having completely ignored the person who just popped up behind you, exits through the doorframe and immediately turns around to question why you even walked out here in the first place, ending your suggestion. Uh, Picard. I'm, all right, so it just disappeared in front of me. Uh, I'm going to get out and... You're going to stand up. Stand up, yes. <laughs> and then walk out the door. Okay. And... You see Lennox asleep Lennox. on the ground. So I... Slap the shit out of Lennox to wake him up. <laughs> uh, make an attack roll? <laughs> uh, barehanded, barehanded. It's an strike. unarmed strike. Unarmed strike. Yeah, I still have a fucking wicked unarmed strike. I know, but let's not brain him. Oh. Uh, well, you are careful enough to not piss him off. Yeah, I rolled, I mean, so that would make it like a five. Last thing you know, there was something tiny in front of you. You blinked, and now there's a massive cow right in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Perix. So while still holding Witch Bolt, yes. I extend my hand right at it, and the tether strengthens to deliver another 12 points of damage. You are fucking kidding me. God bless the D12. Wow. Okay, so... Oh, son of a bitch. So you just see this massive amount of energy again. Just drop this guy to his knees. Lorzach, this person that you have just met is clearly not meant there to hurt you, but the people there seem intent on killing it. Um, this person that probably shouldn't be killed, and he looks like he is about to die. Lennox, you are up. I kill it. <laughs> <laughs> so, bonus action, stand up, move over, and swing. <laughs> Make an attack roll, please. I cast... Ensnaring strike by swing. <laughs> That's so a 14. That's a 14. A 14 does hit. So with that, I strike the beast and blue it's tendrils. It's a person. It's like a little person. I strike this cute little sad looking person who with fear in its eyes, with my mace in its face. And as I hit it, blue tendrils of magic wrap around its body. These tendrils of magic also have spikes on them. And it takes one less six damage. Six damage. So as the tendrils wrap around it, and you basically dome this small man in a cloak, you can see that it was making a grab for its chest before the tendrils managed to ensnare it. And then your mace just splat into his face, into now an unrecognizable mashed potato. The hammer of justice. Lorzach, watching this person die in front of you, you are immediately aware that it was confusing you with magic to feel pity for it. And now you are even more the angrier that it dared try to meddle with your mind. And all that one is dead, there is another one to exact your revenge upon. It is Lorzach's turn? Yes. Only one left. Lorzach turns and runs headlong towards the other and swings with a flaming sword. And kind of whiffs with maybe a 10. <laughs> a, ten a 10 won't hit. <laughs> it is very agile. It sees the flame coming from half a room away. Swing and a miss. So this smallish woman in a cloak 
who is now completely outnumbered, completely found out, and unable to escape, leaps the banister and runs up the staircase to try and get away. Upon throwing open the door is Xenia, just standing there. Hi! <laughs> and what, what you see is this woman, this small, dark-skinned woman, her cloak kind of falls back enough for you to see that she is just a young human. And then in a great deal of panic, she looks at you, and then she kind of furrows her eyes, closes her eyes, reaches under her cloak, and you see her pull some sort of pin out from her chest, and smoke just sort of dissipates into the air. And the rest of you don't necessarily see what she did, but she just falls down dead. That lady does? Yes. Xenia's so taken aback, and so she, now she's just humming to comfort herself. And she's like, <laughs> and she slowly makes her way back up to where everybody else is. Lord Zetch immediately runs into the master bedroom to check on Alfonso. Alfonso is still laying in his bed, but sort of writhing and in pain in the way one might be with a migraine. He doesn't really want to open his eyes. Thankfully, the lights are still down. He doesn't want to really lift his head up off the pillow. He doesn't even really want to hear anyone talk. He seems to be in a great deal of mental pain. But he is curious as to what happened with this just sort of, oh, my, oh, somehow persisting his politeness with every whimper. Oh, my. Is everyone all right? We are now. Mostly. Is anyone like to explain to me what happened in the least amount of words possible? Your penthouse was set upon by vampires sent by the Demir. Oh, well, that answers a great deal of questions now, doesn't it? It does? Oh, oh, no, I suppose it just asks a great deal more questions, doesn't it? You see, this is the problem with the Demir. The more you learn, the more you wish you didn't know. Does seem to be the way, doesn't it? <sighs> yes, quite. And now, a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, folks, blank walls can be pretty boring. So why not spruce up your home or office by heading over to ukiyopop.com. They have a collection of traditional Japanese prints inspired by today's comics, games, and movies. The gallery is viewable online for free, and prints are available for purchase. So head over to ukiyopop.com. That's U-K-I-Y-O-P-O-P.com. Tradition in a modern method. And now, back to the party. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Oh, I, in that cabinet over there, I have something expensive that isn't very good for my liver. Would you please fetch it for me? <laughs> Lord's Edge does. Yeah, it's just uh, some sort of uh, dark liquor that he sort of takes and takes the time to request a glass and pour <laughs> a proportion measure and then take a very dainty sip. And that's about all he needs. And just sort of shivers with a little, yes, has the medicine, don't you know? Yes. Is everyone all right? My window. <laughs> he kind of looks out at the window and he goes, oh, the elves downstairs are not going to be very happy about that. Oh, the elves downstairs. And just sort of looks to the floor and just asks for a very brief explanation as to like 
What in the fuck just happened? We killed them. Vampires. I can see that. Vampires. And where are the vampires? Uh, out the window. The ground floor. Oh. And he kind of leans out the window and like looks down. There is a corpse down there. I want to go down and check that body. For sure. Go down and check that body. Mm-hmm. So, um, where's everyone? Where is everyone going to be? Where's it? Just like really into it. So, <laughs> where's look- everybody? Gonna check a body, gonna check a body. Lorzach will, yes. once he's satisfied that Alfonso is not hurt, check this body crumpled in the corner. I, so I would probably want to look at a vampire, but I'm also really curious about this. <laughs> but I'm also really curious about these I go downstairs things. and well, look at the vampire. Um, you guys want to yeah. see a dead body? So Lorzach, <laughs> Lorzach you are examining what? The this human that dared try and suggest human. you were friends? Yes. Um, <laughs> human with quotation marks. Lennox, you're going to go downstairs and look at a vampire? Yeah, I am. Um, Perix, you are going to examine these feral creatures. I'm going to cast, uh, I'm going to start a ritual of detect poison and disease. Farika, where are you going? Takara, where my, are you going? Sorry. I'm going to do my damn job and make sure that Mr. Alfonso is okay and stay in the same room with him. Sounds great. And Xenia? I think I go back to where the woman disappeared into a puff of smoke to yes. maybe root through her. Her body is still there. Fantastic. Yeah. So I'm going to go back. Um, I'd love to uh, cast detect magic if I can. Okay, so let's um, let's just go in initiative order just great. for the sake because everybody's going to sure. do individual stuff. This yeah. is great. So please. So I cast detect magic on her body. Yes. Um, And I don't need to roll for it. Um, There <clears> are <throat> a great deal of magical things going on Mm. here Um, without sort of identifying exactly what they are you can pinpoint a couple of things okay there is or was some sort of magical enchantment on the cloak okay also there is magic residue on the small cavity that is now inside her chest of whatever that plug was a lot of this is residual um, but there is a small black leather square that is tucked inside the cavity that you can see, if you wish to pull it out. Yeah, I take it. Mm-hmm. It's a small, blank, black leather patch, but it does have magical qualities to it. I take it out of her chest cavity, and I sniff it. Um, does anything happen to me? Am I safe? You're, yep. Fantastic. Um, I, it is magical. It is magical. That's what I know. Um, and so I go back up to the uh, room with everyone else. If I've discovered everything that I... Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, I mean, as far as items, she has two daggers. I'm good with daggers. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Um, Fikara, you are maintaining... Yes, and I will actually take a hit die to regain hit points. Great. Um, Parix. Uh, I'm going to uh, begin the ritual of detect poison and disease, which gives me a 30-foot radius of all poisons, diseases, poisonous creatures, and what they are. So I'm actually kind of curious if Alfonso's got some hiding in here. It's a 30-foot radius? 30-foot radius. From where you are? 30 feet from me. You can detect some poisons. Great. Does it specify if you can detect where I can identify the kind of poison, the poisonous creature, or disease, and where it is within 30 feet of me. Interesting. Okay. There are three. You got poisons. Okay. They are where? One of the poisons. Or diseases. Or diseases. Okay. There are no diseases. Okay. There are two instances of the same poison that seem to be identified on the two cloaked bodies that you see. The cloaked bodies. The so cloaked figures. The so the, the human on the staircase at the entrance and the human one in the corner by Lorzach. Okay, and do I know what it is? Um, it is a basic poison that you would use to like coat weapons and things okay. like that. Nobody seems to have been attacked by poison, but the option was there. There is also a inside his room, at least as far as you can detect, there's a cabinet there by the entrance, which happens to be the same cabinet that the um, liquor was pulled from. There are two small vials of poison. One of them is a scorpion poison, and the other one is an unidentifiable poison of concerning potency. Dope. <laughs> okay. It is a potent poison. And the third? Those are the three. Oh, okay, great. And I don't sense that on the ferals in There any is way? no poison on the or ferals. Or disease? No disease. Well, that's a horse of a not expected color. <laughs> well, you've never seen these before. These sure. Fer- right, yeah. So your whatever this is wasn't where you thought it might have been. Right. Yes. The ferals were not caused by disease, as I understand it, due to the ritual. Correct. Right. Lennox, mm. you make it down. Yes. As you pass through the lobby, one thing that you notice is 
The concierges are nowhere to be found. Suddenly, the lobby is just a lot less friendly and a lot less polite. As you sort of step out into the night air quietly, with nothing to accompany you except for the nauseating continual rush of the waterfall, probably a mere 200 yards away from where you are. At the bottom is this body, humanoid, vampiric, pale blue skin, and as you approach, it is already starting to turn to dust. Within a mere 30 minutes, the wind will probably take it away. It wears a dark cloak. I take the cloak. You take the cloak. You now have a dirty, dark cloak. It is- I search the body and I take anything that I think, uh, any, I take all, I take everything. Sure. So what this thing is wearing is kind of gross. Perhaps it is that undead creatures have no need, as a cleric, you can tell this is undead. Yeah. Um, probably have no need of cleanliness. It looks like it's kind of been dragged through the undercity. The only other discernible thing it has on its person was it was wearing um, a ring that has a black gem. Ooh. I take it. Yes. You now have a mood ring. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you do have you do have a a nice looking ring with a black gem on. Lorzach. Lorzach will examine the body of the humanoid that was casting various confusion and charm-related spells. Roll a perception, medicine? Um, it depends on what you're trying to examine. If you're trying to search its body, if you're trying to discern medical things, uh, I will... Maybe consider the steps in which you're going to do that. Search for possessions, but one of his major points of interest is whatever it is that he was reaching for in and around his chest, because there doesn't seem to be a pocket there. Right. Right? Correct. He will search. And uh, if we're talking about medicine, it is a 20. So what this person is wearing is clearly meant for stealth. It's all black, a black hood. He himself is dark-skinned, as if they were looking for whoever had the best chance of shadowing away in the night. But there also is this sort of almost pathetic youth to this character so that Maybe if they were ever discovered, they would be perceived as non-threatening. Um, he possesses two daggers, which are probably his primary mode of attack. And there is um, small cavities of poison on the belt that would just simply require him to, in one motion, be able to drag the dagger across, sever the pouch, coat the blade, and continue his attack. It's all very efficient and tight and tactical. Whatever he was reaching for is just under the shirt, so all it would take was a little bit under, just to dip a finger under the collar to be able to grab the loop, but not something that could accidentally be snagged by an outside force. It is a plug, and then there is a small metal ring that differentiates the cavity between the plug. And this is something that inserts through pectoral muscle and bone into the chest cavity. Um, as far as you can tell right now, you would just see a plug at the top of his. If you try, If you try and just sort of manipulate it a little bit without pulling it, from what you can see, there is a plug that goes at least under his skin. Lorzach will take the poison applicators. Okay. So these are part of the belt. Mm. Um, so what there are is you you can take the belt as a whole mm. and it has two of these pockets, one on each side. So once they are once they are severed, they are used. So it's not like a continual application. They're sort of like one-time use pouches on the belt. Um, but could you give me an herbalism check, please? Uh, 20. Great. You easily identify this as some sort of manufactured poison through poisonous plants, um, and it's easy for you to just, um, you would be able to, on a one-time use, puncture those pockets to put poison on your blades, and then continue a strike, adding a one-time use of 1d6 poison damage in addition to um, whatever else your weapon will be doing. Got it. I'd also um, like to take this opportunity while um, Mr. Alfonso is having a headache and and otherwise distracted um, to just go through stuff in his room. Ah, I'm simply going to go in and let him know that I found the poison and next time he should keep it more readily available to use. He's going to go, oh, my dear boy, there are more dangerous things in this room than vampires. Oh, I could have destroyed him in one shot if I'd been awake. Oh. I take one step back. 
he he heavily suggested that a number of things in the room are booby trapped or possibly keyed to his person alone. Yeah, so um, not a bad idea. It's I think okay to look but not touch. Okay. Is that maybe? a warning that you may be? I think I'll also hear him uh, say that. Give me, yeah. please make an investigation check. Oh, that's good. 23. Oh, excellent. Could you do me a favor? Yes. So a couple of things that you see. Um, would you please roll a D100? Sure. And I will determine how many things you can see. 90. That's a D10. You have to roll it you again. You have to roll oh, both sorry. of them. Sorry. Oh, shoot. Well, sorry. just roll a second one. You got a 90 and now you're rolling the one spot. 99. 99. A 99. In a small display case on one of the banisters, you see um, what looks to be an amulet shaped um, like an artistic interpretation of what might be the Azorius signet. I cast detect magic. It is magic. Okay. Do I sense anything further? Can I tell what kind of magic? Or? Well, you're not sure if it is magical or if the case is magical, but there I is see. magic. Okay. Okay. Um, would you please roll another D100? 18. You see some randomly scattered cooking equipment in not a kitchen area and in a place where he doesn't make his own food. Okay. It's just sort of stacked there politely. Please roll another D100. 87. 87. Um, You happen to see uh, tucked next to one of his footlockers, kind of under one of the dressers, is a coil of rope that has blue threads to it. Ooh. Roll another D100, please. You have two more of these. Oh. Uh, 22. There is a lovely bottle of perfume. Okay. And one more if you would, please. 85. Something that sort of strangely strikes your eye is he has kept some sort of carving. Somebody took a stick and carved it into the shape of a fish. <laughs> Aw. Billy Bass makes an appearance. Get out of my head! There's also there's also um, a great deal other things, some pottery, some pieces of pottery, some stones with some carvings on it, several things of the like. All right. This was all truly curiosity-based, so I don't touch any of it. Okay. Uh, are we all sharing our findings about what's on? Yes. Great. Yes. Lorzach is going to compare the two humans that remain on this floor and then is going to take time. You will to find go a downstairs. similar belt on the other human. Four pockets. <laughs> yes, but they must be adorned two per belt. Double belt. Double belt <laughs> you prick. <laughs> um no but uh Wow got around that puzzle real quick, but, didn't he? <laughs> but, uh, will uh does Lorzanch need to roll medicine to check the plug that is in the other body that's out in the hallway. Yes, because it is different. Not different in size, but it is in a different state. 20. Great. So what you can see without really sacrificing too much of your safety is you see in her right hand on the floor is the ring from the plug is still wrapped around her middle finger. And you can just sort of feel spatially that inside the cavity is completely hollow. In fact, her whole body chest cavity is sunk just a little bit more than you would expect from a dead person, as if there is literally nothing left on the inside. And unfortunately, of your position, you didn't see exactly what happened, but they are in two completely different states. Mm. Oh, and to be clear, I do show the black leather magic thing that I found in the one body as well. Okay. A little square. What did, what did you oh, find? Oh, did Detect Magic say anything on that? It is magic. Oh, it is yeah, magic. It is but magic. Detect Magic doesn't tell you what kind of magic? No. Okay. It's a small black leather patch that I found inside her chest cavity. Can I please see that? Yes. So I take it in my hand. You don't have to look to me. You can yeah. just give it to him. So I take it in my hand and I cast Identify. <laughs> okay. Um, I know. I didn't know if I rituals, trusted him in that moment for some reason. Rituals just- Do not count for slots. No, but they take 10 minutes right. to do it. Right. You, you can cast it without spending a slot, but it takes you 10 Time. minutes to yeah, do it. For yeah. sure. Um, can you identify more than one thing at once? I detected poisons, and then that ritual has happened. So I yeah. guess we're no, saying I'm, I'm asking, can you can you identify? It oh, I have to. It's whatever I'm touching. So I guess I could touch two things and cast. Yeah, identify. if if he's going to identify several things, he can do it. It just takes him takes ten like minutes. Hour. Ten minutes per item. Great. So I could check out that. I put the ring and the cloak. I don't know if either of these even have Let, any magical properties. Let's kumbaya circle the shit out of this. <laughs> sure. So um, <laughs> the pouch. Yep. 
after some time, you try and focus on what this possibly could be because to you, it it almost feels like it has texture, but as you look at it, it's smooth. But as you spend time with the ritual, focusing on it, kind of stroking it, massaging it, seeing exactly what it could possibly be, slowly but surely, you seem to rub away this sort of magical dust that seems to be covering the item to reveal a blue and black scarab crest of the House Demir. And was there anything magical about it, like the specific magic from the identifier? It is magically enchanted in a way that it is only visible. Clearly, there is some way that you were able to see it. You, using Detect Magic and Identify, was able to break that in a particular way. And then the question, uh, uh, can I use it? Because that's like one of the things. Like, I would learn how to use it if it's usable by me. It is a Demir House... Signet. Signet. And the magic is just to reveal the signet? It is magically hidden so that if anyone oh, was to find I'm it... back to understanding. It just, yes. It is just a blank copy, copy, patch copy, of copy, letter. Copy, 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 Thank you. Right. So unlike many other guild signets, yours is on your body somewhere grafted. Many other people carry them. Right so that you can produce them to right. affirm you're a part of the guild. The House Demir seem to be taking a great deal of effort to not only hide what they are, but where they are. Okay. In fact, it's a little unsettling, the fact the only way to identify that this woman was a member of the House Demir was to pull this plug, which killed her. Right. Um, as for the cloak, it is a dirty old cloak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I throw it out the window. As for the ring... Yep. Um, roll a d4, please. One. What this ring is, is it is a ring of charm person. It is a magic focus that is going to allow vampiric creatures to have an easier time with their mind magic. So once a day, it recharges at the new day. You can cast charm person. Whoever wields the ring. Right. By the time Lorzach finishes comparing the two and makes his way downstairs... Has the vampire's body completely decayed? Yes. I would say that there is still ash there, but it is a quick-acting dissolvent. It's probably just a natural state of undead creatures that there really isn't any moisture there to sustain. Um, You can still make out the frame. There is It is still there, but at this point it is sort of a shape of dust, and it has no clothing because your uh, arrester has uh, taken it. Yeah. (laughs) So you just see a naked, dusty... And the arrestor is keeping the ring, for your knowledge. Okay. Lord Zetch will take a sample uh, and then rejoin the party upstairs. Sure, in your herbalism kit? Yeah. Great. So, you guys make your way back upstairs, look to each other, and sigh as you've had one hell of a night. The House Demir has shown its face in what context we don't know. But for now, it seems like they were after something that Rufir Alfonso III had. A couple of magic items that are available. A couple of new pieces reveal themselves. What would you guys like to do? Um, Mr. Alfonso, do you have any idea what the House of Demir would be searching for in your home? (laughs) What wouldn't they be searching for inside of my home? (laughs) You do see everything that I have here. I happen to have a great deal of money, and I happen to have a very nice place that I live in, and I happen to have a very nice collection. However, I think the issue at hand here is what has recently come to my penthouse? The fish. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my dear. Actually, that is a new piece of a collection, but I'm referring to that orb. (laughs) I'm afraid we know exactly what the Demir were after. The vampire poised over your sleeping body was plumbing your mind. Hence the headache I imagine you're experiencing now. I hope he didn't get any of my safe combination numbers. Well, he's dead. Oh, well, that's good. It may have been searching for the orb. It may be searching your memories for other actionable intelligence that it might use for what advantage we can't say. It might just want to know your favorite color, right? It's gray rather morbidly. Really? Yes. Mine's red. I'm not proud of it at all. Oh. I'm sorry. We were trying to have a serious conversation here. We have two bodies. Well, four, to be precise. With your permission, I would keep them... (laughs) He's dead. Well, he like has not actually left his room yet. And he's like, what? Oh, the elves. Oh, this has been a night. 
And uh, with your permission, sir, I would keep these overnight so that we may transport them to the Simic tomorrow to be studied, for I'm afraid that one of these may still be alive, in a matter of speaking. Oh. You are referring to the... The one whose plug has not been, has not been plugged. plugged. I think it best if we all get some rest before the dawn rises. I will keep watch over these bodies, and we will make sure they uh, see the light of day, as it were. Okay. You guys, after another brief period of time, manage to finally go to sleep, this time out of exhaustion rather than mental turmoil. In the morning, it is still as solemn as it was the night before. You wake up to find Lorzach sitting quietly over the dead bodies you have managed to make the night before. You get ready to enjoy a breakfast until you realize that the concierges of this establishment lie dead in your room and breakfast is not likely to come. And then on top of that, you remember you have an obligation as you very determinedly booked an appointment with a researcher at the Izzet facility. Where will we go? This feels like we could potentially kill three birds with one stone if we let the Izzet work on them, but I personally have no interest in the Izzet having a hand in what would be searching a, a humanoid. So I would suggest we split up. As a Simic, you know full well that the Izzet will have no interest in dealing with corpses and people. Even if they're House Demir? Even if they're House Demir. Oh, okay, great. They work in the physics scientists, whereas your guild would be incredibly interested. Then I would suggest we split up. Um, also, you know full well that if you gave them the opportunity, they'd just bumble it up anyway. So yeah, I would suggest we split up. Okay, interesting. Some to Simic, some to Izzet. We've got an appointment to keep and we shouldn't delay the other one. So very clearly, our Simic and Izzet members should pilot the parties. Where would people like to go? Uh, Lorzach will accompany Terax and deliver the bodies to the Simic Combine. Okay. Fikara, where would you like to go? Uh, whoever wants to take me. <laughs> yeah, I'd love a little muscle. Okay, Please, sure. thank you. Most definitely. And Lennox, where do you think the Azorius Authority would best be suited? Hmm. Why are we splitting up? Because we have two things we have to do in two different buildings. We'll cover more ground. Every horror movie ever means that this is a terrible idea, but here we are. I'll go wherever I'm needed. Well, in my personal opinion, it seems that relations with the Simic are at a pretty good place as of right now. The Izzet have a tendency not to obey the laws of Ravnica, if not made to. So perhaps these two, and he kind of <laughs> gestures <laughs> suggestively to the two, <laughs> the Izzet and the Boros, who maybe shouldn't be left alone. Yeah, Xenia is 100% staring off into a corner. Yes. She stopped listening. <laughs> yes. And I'm still trying to get the blood stains out of my Yes, tabber. and the private first class seems so instituted in following orders that creating them may not be the best uh, stance for her to take in the party. So perhaps for my own comfort, um, you could take charge of this particular situation. Agreed. Excellent. Well, then, um, I'm going to stay here and drink as much tea as my body can sustain before being waterlogged. I do wish you the best. Um, and I guess you're off. Are we welcome back? Yes, you do work for me, my dear. Let's not forget that. I'm just making sure. There's been a couple times they've told us not to come back. Right. Well, we are anticipating... <laughs> I see. I am considering the matter, but for now... Do what needs to be done, and we will consider this protection from a more aggressive stance. And so the party decides to split, heading off into different directions within the compound. The Simic hybrid Perix, accompanied by the Golgari Lorzach, decide to carry the bodies of their newly defeated foes back to Zonit 4, hoping that the medical facilities can discern some more clues and provide more answers as to what everyone's role seems to be in the pursuit of this orb. On the other front, Xenia, the Izzet scientist, is going to take our Boros and Azorius authorities to their designated appointment and inform some very unfortunate second-in-command that their master researcher, Malthus Reed, is in fact several days dead. Until next time, Space Cowboy. Mm. 
next time on Encounter Party! As the danger of Malphus Reed looms overhead, our players scramble to find new allies. With Guild War on the horizon, it's time to find out which of their guilds can be trusted. Who or what is hunting this orb, and what of the underground Golgari incursions? Things are really heating up next week on Encounter Party! Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering created by Wizards of the Coast. Edited by Ned Donovan. Mixed by Josh Samuels. Original sound effects and sound capture by Will Malones. Theme music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Serge Narcissoff and Darren Curtis. Special thanks to Megan Judkins and Will Malones. Good evening. This is Lorzach Rotspeaker. You know, most people throughout history are dead, and someday you will be too. Or will you? Find out by joining the Golgari Swarm and find your secret to a life everlasting. Join our Facebook discussion group for all the behind-the-scenes looks at what's happening with Encounter Party. Find us on Twitter and Instagram as well. For news and updates, go to EncounterParty.com. And let's keep this party going. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.